Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. What would Spanish Milo be saying when Bishop was scrambling around on the hill? Malik wants to know. Oh, say Kyle. Oh, 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 it's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. The Astros win it 7-6 to six on Kyle Tucker's Grand Slam in the ninth inning. You got the start. The John Singleton comes in and pitch hits for Martin Maldonado. Altuve hits a flare over the shortstop's head. Bregman strikes out. Jordan hits one to the wall in center that looked like it was going to tie it. Goes off Mateo's glove for a single. Bases loaded. Kyle Tucker up in one of the best at-bats that you'll ever see. I'm telling you how many he fouled off. He barely... Well, the best best at-bats I've ever seen were Freddie Freeman against the Astros. One I don't know. I think it was Freddie Freeman in the World Series against the Astros. And then there was one, what's his name, who looks all straggly for Philadelphia last year who had like that 16-pitch at bat and then drew a walk against the Astros. I was like, God, this guy. Oh, no, that was – a, a, oh, he, he – he every at bat. Every at bat. Every at bat. He fouled it, like, it, it off a hundred times. It. No one else could hit the Astros, but yeah. this guy was a war. I can't remember. You remember he yeah, looks like yeah, a yeah, dirty yeah, homeless yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, I'm sorry, unhoused guy. See, now you see I'm being sensitive to him. He's a dirty, unhoused guy. They're unhoused people? Yep. They're not tell, homeless? Tell them that, that we changed is? the words. When we did we change the words? The language, word? John. I didn't know we changed the word. Yeah, we don't use that phrase anymore. We don't use the hmm. H word. We, we don't say use... unhoused. What if he's from Alaska? What do you mean? You don't and... say the E word. Inuit, We don't say. say the M word. There's N word, M word. E word. H word. There's... E word. R word. C word. C, R word. R C word. word. There's a lot of letters we can't use anymore. We've retired those letters. Yeah, we really have. We really kind There's of also a phrase you for f- people who have issues being able to feed themselves like on a regular basis. I forgot what it's called. I heard. I was listening food to. Food insecure. Yeah, food insecure. You're not food insecure. You, you're not. What? You're not starving. You're not you're starving. Hungry or, hungry. Uh, you're food insecure. Yeah. Wait. I what? heard this because. Wait a minute. You're not starving. You mean you're, like you're. What? It's, if you're apparently, you say someone that's food insecure when they have. When they. Maybe, when they're not sure where their next meal is going to No, when they're not sure where their next meal is going to come from. We change a lot of words. I've oh. noticed that we change a lot of terminology. Wait a minute. Like homeless is not. If you're how without that, a how home. How about we call them poor? That's the thing people don't want to call oh, people. Oh, food insecure? Because you're not sure when that next meal is yeah. going to come. Food insecure. That's that happened. First time I heard that was I'm during pretty COVID. sure it's easier. COVID just to is say when that. Happened. I know it's easier, but people are you trying to use words or phrases that don't demean people. I guess the first time I heard it was Food I, insecure. I was yeah. listening to Natalie Portman was doing a podcast about her Angel FC documentary. She started a so- a women's soccer team, um, and she's you know they do charity work, and she said food insecure. I was like, huh. 
I did not know. I, I heard it during we had, COVID. We had gone there. I heard it where people weren't sure where their next meals were going to come, food insecure. And I, it, the homeless thing, I'm like, wait a minute. Homeless is bad, but unhou- you think you've improved upon the language I'm not say sure unhoused? what homeless suggests. I don't. Why not dishoused? It suggests somebody is no. not, somebody doesn't have a home. That's well, what it's unhoused like. is the it's, same thing, right? Unhoused sounds stupid. Hey. We're not doing unhoused. Hey, don't say that. We're going back to homeless. You're going to start that movement? We're going back to homeless? You know Did what? You, We're rolling back some the, of the words. Minute, but you dropped the ad, a dirty unhoused. Okay? <laughs> he, he looked. <laughs> you, you can't yeah, say that about people. Wait, 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 wait. That's okay, though? No. Oh, are, we out, are we out on adjectives Homeless is out, but dirty unhoused No, you can't okay. add dirty unhoused. Are we out on adjective, on, on descriptive adjectives that are accurate, accurately portrayed? Unbathed, right unhoused. That is, is that what that uh, woman said to Daniel House in the bubble? You're dirty unhoused. He looked dirty. He as looked, a per- looked unbathed. Guess what? Unbathed. Craig Biggio looked like a dirty second baseman. Did he? Did he? Or did he? Because he was dirty all the time. Yeah, but yeah. thank you. Pigpen was a dirty kid. Yeah, but, but he was unbathed. He, yes, <laughs> oh, that's right. He was he unbathed. Was unbathed. <laughs> yeah, but you, Pigpen is a fictional character, and dirt. And Craig Biggio was only dirty because he was playing a sport. When you call someone oh, a dirty, you, you don't guy, know. You never saw him when he wasn't playing. I have seen him when he no, wasn't playing. That's no, actually true. I, that's no, not true. Clean. I've actually seen him when he wasn't yeah, playing. Clean. But this other guy played a sport too that I was talking about. Yeah, but was he dirty because he, he was playing a sport? Or was was he just dirty because he, he was unhoused? Obviously, because he was playing a sport. Now. Okay, obviously. now you're changing things. Okay, yeah. so that at bat. So once again, that at bat. That guy, what? the dirty, the dirty looking guy. His at bat was really good too. But Kyle Tucker's. Again, in in the Kyle situation, Tucker's won a game. The Phillies, the Phillies lost the series. In the situation with that closer, holy crap! It's it's huh. nine pitches, four fouls, and then he goes yard for a go ahead grand slam. That's incredible against one of the top closers in all of baseball. That's incredible. Huh. It was an incredible win for the Astros, and now you want to see: is there any chance? Good Javier, I keep waiting. There's always better than bad Javier. But I still haven't seen the good we'll Javier yet. We'll see tonight. I still we'll haven't tonight. seen good Javier yet. Is uh, is that where'd you get it in Atlanta? That chicken, uh, Magic City? No, it wasn't a strip club. No, no, no. But you got it in Atlanta, right? Is yeah. that is that wet ass chicken? Whack? <laughs> no, it wasn't whack. Oh man, it wasn't wet ass chicken. That's oh, Atlanta. This is a place that has Chinese food and pizza. Well, it was like one a, stop shop. Huh? Really? Uh, oh, it's called. Jin Pig, Chang, it's called Jin Chang's. Jin Chang's is what it's called. Pig Pen was showered in, insecure. <laughs> bath insecure, showered insecure. Shower, Un- bath insecurity. Wait. No, Jin Chang's. Here's the rest. Pig Pen dealt, dealt with bath insecurities. You can't say stupid anymore? I don't know if you can't say stupid. stupid. Then you're underlearned? No, stupid and underlearned are two different things. Like, if, if you didn't have an education, that's different from being stupid. Bonus Hole wants to know if you can still say soft skin. You can't say Bonus Hole wants to know. That whole thing, that whole sentence was not appropriate. The whole sentence was, uh, you were word insecure. Uh, no, he's not. He's not insecure about words at all. Not at all. I'm good. You cannot say that I'm whole word sentence. Secure. He's definitely word secure. You can't say that whole sentence. He says so many different words. Uh, what did what did that? Who said what? What do they want to know? I want to know if you can say soft skin. Well, Lance, uh, Lance can you? Apparently, he said bonus hole. I heard what know. he said. He it's his name. <laughs> That's on his name on X. He's on X. Dusty, who had the lemon ch- chicken pepper with lemon pepper chicken, goes. It sure was whack. 
It was whack. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Will wants to talk about Johnny Manziel. Hey, Will. Hey, good morning, y'all. Big fan of the show. Long-time listener. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I got in a little later, but I did hear the closing segment where y'all were talking about um, the Manziel documentary. So yesterday evening, I was starting to watch the Astros game, and it looked like we were, you know, the Orioles were going to run away with it. So I flipped over, and I caught the... I guess the untold series, right? Yep. And I should preface that I am an Aggie, and Manziel's freshman season, or I should say his uh, sophomore season when he won the Heisman, I was a senior on campus, and it was a pretty exciting time to be on there. But I guess really the, the one part that, that stood out for me was the incident at the River Oaks Country Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd never heard that. Had you ever heard that story? I had not heard that. I'd never heard this story before. This was 2014, and you know, even my wife was absolutely shocked. And if I remember correctly, John McClain came on the air and said if Johnny Mandel didn't go to the Texans, he would eat his own article, right? I know he did it. He did it. He said he would eat the newspaper if Johnny Mandel wasn't a Texan. And he did have a video where he Eight. put some in his mouth, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that. I just remember you know, reliving that, that, I guess, that whole off season, And then, of course, there was the, the rumor that he'd be a Dallas Cowboy at Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But um, that that story really took me by surprise because you know just considering how that information trans you know is communicated now, I mean that would never. I mean his agent did a phenomenal job making sure that did not get out. And uh, I wanted you guys thoughts on that and we'll yeah. go from that. So, so for those who don't know the River Oaks incident, so Johnny was thought to maybe be the Texans' pick at number one overall, and said they took Jadavian Clowney in play anyway. Johnny was in Houston at River Oaks Country Club, which is <laughs> River Oaks, <laughs> and Johnny was not in play. By the way, Johnny was not in play. His, his, Johnny was not going to be the pick. His uh, character was just like Vince wasn't going to be the pick. Johnny wasn't going to be the pick. Johnny wasn't going to be the pick. So Johnny's at River Oaks Country Club. They said by the fifth hole, he had his shirt off. And he was screaming, breaking clubs. Yeah, breaking clubs, throwing it in a He water. was he Johnny. It, now, as I understand it, somebody I know played golf with him recently and said Johnny can play now. Yeah. Johnny's a player. You could tell when he swung. Yeah, the, the back. And then when his dad hit one, he goes, "Yeah, that, that's good for that's your one third out of shot. three. Yeah, one out because of now you got one out of three. Yeah, one out of three. Um, Johnny. So Eric Burkhart. Eric Burkhart can. So, like I said, I know Eric pretty well. He can embellish at times. So I'm always I'm watching the whole thing and I'm wondering on all this, is all of this true? Like is how much of this is an embellishment and how much is true? Because sometimes they didn't sync up what he was saying with Johnny corroborating when they go back and forth between the two. But I do know and I, I didn't know him quite as well when he had Johnny back in fourteen. I knew him a little bit, but um it was it was interesting because uh you know, he talked about the fact that and Johnny said this, Johnny was Really, he, Eric said, okay, we got to get your image right. We're just going to show videos only of you working out, getting ready, no party and stuff. You can't drink. You can't do any of this stuff. Like, I don't think Eric, the way Eric Burkhart, the agent, is acting like he was laying the law down with Johnny, there's no way. Eric would have been kind of yes-manning Johnny a little bit, too, because you want to keep him. Mm-hmm. You want to sign him. He's, he's got a lot of money he can make you. But he basically said, you can't drink. You can't do all this. And apparently, Johnny was really, really good until the last week right up before the combine and then johnny just said he just kind of went off and and did drugs and he was worried he was gonna test positive so eric burkhardt's thing was hey 
let's get your dad to fake a heart attack and we can divert you. You'll go into your drug test is on the second day. We'll bring you in for the first day. Oh, you got to leave because your dad's in the hospital and then we'll get you out of there and we'll give you time to get your pee straight. So, yeah, Johnny was, and there were so many Aggies who would defend Johnny, just just angrily defend him that he, was, he wasn't doing anything wrong and this, that. Johnny was a bigger mess than anyone even realized. A mess? Mess? Okay, you call it one thing. You, you say tomato, I say tomato. Well, Johnny called himself Johnny, a mess. Johnny, I thought Johnny was, you know, he handled it the way I would have. I don't, that, I don't know. You would have mean, been a bust, too, in the pros. I would have been a bust in the pros, too. Definitely. Johnny because is one of the, I, once you give me that money, it's but a you know party. What, though? Johnny is okay. one of the biggest busts in pro football history. No. Yeah, he never did anything. Yeah, no, 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 but he was a 22nd pick. They're a big, much bigger but busts. But Johnny Manziel was the Heisman Trophy Jamarcus, winner. Jamunchi Russell, Ryan Leaf, Tony Mandarich. No, I think they're all busts, but Johnny's went right up there with them. Johnny had more fanfare than Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus came on late as as the first pick. He was kind of a default Ryan Leaf, pick. the Chargers gave up the house to move up to number two. And they? yes, yes. I thought they were picking two. No, they they gave up the house to move up to two and get Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Are you sure? Because the team that gave up the house was Washington for RG three. No, there's another one. They did too. There's another okay, one. Okay, I didn't I didn't remember in ninety eight um, that happening. All right, let's break let's break it here and talk about it. But Johnny's right up there. I mean, he was a Heisman trophy winner yeah. and the most celebrated player in that draft. It wasn't Jamar it wasn't Jadavion Clowney. Name all those Heisman Teddy. trophy winner yeah, quarterbacks. They don't, they don't typically they do, don't well. do well. All right, time for us to talk right now about uh about Aqueduct Plumbing. Uh, uh, DH Green just sent me, hey, what's Aqueduct's number? And I sent it to him. And this is something that you all should have. How long have you been listening to the show? You should have this number in your phone by now. 281-488-6238. Because you, when you do have an emergency, you know, I might be sleeping. I don't know. And I can't get you the number. Just, I'm giving you the number right now. you got to take care of this business. Now. You're a grown-up now. You need to take care of this business by yourself now. 281-488-6238. Because as soon as some plumbing incident happens, then you need to call Aqueduct Plumbing and have them to your house so it doesn't get crazy. Uh, it was, it, look, I mean, if you don't get your – I'm a next-door neighbor actually say, hey, did you ever have your pipes done underneath the house? And his house is as old as mine. I said, yeah. I said, are you original pipes? He said, yeah. I said, I'm just telling you. <laughs> you're going to have – if you don't have a leak now, you're going to have to – get that looked at because if you have original pipes under your and it's and it's cast iron it's going to rot away and it is going to turn into leaks underneath your foundation don't be that person like i was and wait too long it causes major issues you can trust our friends at aqueduct plumbing company go to aqueductplumbingcompany.com espn 975.com you need to learn let the boy watch he needs to learn the way i learned from my father John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. <laughs> he did. Tell me he did not do this. This has got to be a lie. What? Colin Cowherd put Dwayne Haskins in his list of quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl? No. He's not wrong. 
this that's got to that, be. Yeah, he could. No, he said it. it. Maybe an old. You that's know, probably an old. When was this clip? Are we sure? It's probably an old. Version. Well, it has it has the shine with the Browns logo next to it, so it's relatively new. Ooh, that time frame checks out as being. Did you notice that he had he had I don't know about a 10, 15 minute conversation with his co host about trading Shohei Atani and all the draft picks that you could pick up that they should pick up for for Shohei Atani, which in Major League Baseball you can't yeah, trade yeah. draft picks for right. for players. Well, look, I don't know if you heard. Here's the audio. He had a whole. He had an entire segment on it. Here's the audio. Audio. You can determine if this is old or new. I'm going to side with new. And then the third category is 20 guys who are not getting to a Super Bowl and certainly not winning it, and that's everybody else. From Baker Mayfield, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Dwayne Haskins, guys, guys that are just not that that they're, they're yeah. That it says can win Super Bowls. It can't. Can't win Super Bowls. No. Okay. They got Teddy Bridgewater. So six in there. stars, four high end starters, and twenty guys that can't win a Super Bowl. No, because that's when Teddy was a starter. So that's old audio. Somebody's trying to set him up. Somebody's trying to play so, a game with the with the you know what I mean with the. Um, the graphic versus the sound. He just mentioned Teddy Bridgewater and Dwayne. He he wouldn't say Dwayne Haskins. That's not who he is. And then Teddy Bridgewater is is not a starter. He has he just signed a deal someplace to be a backup. So so I didn't understand this Baker whole. Baker Mayfield is still not. Well, he's a starter in Tampa. Starter. No, not yet. Your boy, paper plane, MIA. What, what, what Lance is referencing is I say Kyle Trask, even in college, was throwing paper airplanes down the sideline because he's His got no arms. His just kind of float and just do this. Oh, that's so ugly. Yeah, it's it's true, though. strong young man from uh, That doesn't help his arm strength, okay. apparently. No, you're supposed to change it. It's supposed to be armless. He's an armless quarterback. No, it's oh. not armless. You don't armless. say weak arm. You say he's armless. Unarmed. I didn't say he's weak arm. Unarmed. I, it's no, not unarmed. You don't say You don't say armless. You don't say armless either. Yeah, you say yeah, if he doesn't have no, a good no, no. arm, he's you say armless. arm. You say arm deficient. Ar- ar- no. He's arm insecure. No. Yeah, yeah. arm well, insecure I, is I a pretty good one, Bill. I'm going to call him arm deficient. I like to just say mm. insecure. Oh, you could really use. That's a shot. He should be arm unarmed. Arm, okay, Twitter poll, instant poll. The first person who calls wins this. Okay. Is he going to be arm? Is a quarterback without a good arm, is he going to be armless, arm in, unarmed? I'm t- no, Lance. No. I'm telling you, don't do unarmed. <laughs> unarmed. What's your other one? Armed? In- no. Arm insecure. Arm insecure. Arm insecure. Is he arm deficient or is he or is he armless? Lance. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven. I'm telling you, the video shows that this is a current clip. The t- the Colin Cowherd because the 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 graphic before was about Tua and Deshaun Watson. So is he having a discussion about quarterbacks in a certain era? He, what he said was, quarter- oh, CJ Stroud is yeah, I'm telling in you, Texans uniform. I'm telling you, this was he. This was new yesterday. So this has to be about rookie first rounders. Man. No, what it was was quarterbacks drafted since, two, since 2013 who he believes can't win a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I, I, well, he's not wrong. Well, I said that, but well. he probably shouldn't include him when he's not alive. Well, or at least said obviously Dwayne Haskins. Unfortunate passing. Well, I think he, he just read. The, I that. think he just read the graphic because a graphic I think has Dwayne Haskins on it. As it was just quarterbacks drafted. Okay, since that 2013. makes sense. That he's going with it's a list of quarterbacks he's yeah. looking at. Yeah, because obviously Teddy Bridgewater's not a starter. Baker has been made a starter. Dwayne Haskins isn't alive. Obviously, there had to be some context there. 
Uh, well, yeah, it looks like the people have spoken. They say armless quarterback he, for a guy who doesn't. So have the graphic arm. says Collins quarterbacks that can win Super Bowls, but he meant he meant can't can't. The graphic is even screwed up. Drafted since 2013, and somehow Dwayne Haskins yeah. made the list. So it, it made someone's list and wound up on television. Yeah. Well, Paxton Lynch is on this though. Yeah, it was, it's all quarterbacks after 13. Draft. Mitch Trubisky, Carson well, Wentz. Paxton Lynch isn't even in the NFL. He's like playing for. No, he was I think in he the, got kicked uh, out of the XFL. XFL? Did he still USFL? make it? USFL? It was one of those. He was, two. No, he was in the XFL. Arena League? He was really Barnst- bad. Too. Iowa Barnstormers? Josh Rosen? It's I all. Guess it's, uh, it's you know what? It's just Josh a list. Josh Rosen has the same chance Dwayne Haskins has. Well, what if he makes a team and wins Super Bowl? He didn't say he has to be the starting quarterback to win the Super Bowl, right? No, I think. Yeah, I think that, no, he means can't, uh, that will start and can't win the Super Bowl. You can't just be David Carr and go over there and, and win two Super Says Bowls. Says you. Does he, is he a Super Bowl champion? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess he is. I guess you could say He that. won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play a part in the game, but he won one. Right. How crappy do you have to be to be on the same list as a guy who's dead? Well, ask Jordan Love because he's on the list. He's on the list. Baker's on the list. Trubisky, Carson Wentz, Zach Wilson. The list is solid. Okay, the I'm, list is solid. Yes, all these guys. Won't, Johnny Manziel hasn't played a down of football. Yeah, and, and he still put him on the list. EJ Manuel, where is he? I mean, oh, there's a bunch of there was a bunch. I, of I, I would disagree with one thing. I think Justin Fields might be able to win one one day. I think it's still up for debate, yeah. I think John, John uh, Justin Fields is going to throw the ball better Honestly, this year. what is the point of this list? You're naming guys yeah. who... You know what? They're all Summer. crappy players so far. Yeah, but we get... He's not... Is, that's not but giving Colin us any breaking loves news. loves quarterback talk. Every time he has me on, it's about... Well, he used to have me on because he wanted me to say bad things about Baker Mayfield. But I just said, ah, Baker's... We got to see what happens with Baker. This is after... This is before his first year. Then after Baker played well his first year... Colin has never backed off a of banging Baker Mayfield's potential in the NFL, and then he was potentially proved right. And oh, it's, well, he loves. Well, going Trey after. Lance is on that list, and some people think there is a personal vendetta between Colin and Trey Lance. Oh, really? Because well, if he has an opinion, now I think he is kind of a wants to well, be right guy. I'll tell you why people think so because there's a belief that Trey Lance dated Colin's daughter. Oh, that's <sighs> right. I forgot about that. Wait. Yes, put him no, on the I don't list think there's a belief. Dated his, I don't, oh, I don't think there's no, a belief. They're no longer they, a thing? I think no they did thing. go out. Yeah, I think they did go out. You know what? Then you can. Yeah. <laughs> Shove them. Throw them on the list. <laughs> yeah, throw here. Here, Trey Lance, you'll never win anything. Trey Lance. I think, I, think, I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance do have a chance of, of the whole list of everybody's got it because the rest of the list is all either out of the league or dead. I can't wait to see Trey Lance <laughs> well, play football. Or Josh or, or Zach Wilson. He's pretty much out of the league. Oh. Okay, I, I, I'm glad you went with that one, not the other one. <laughs> he's pretty much dead. No, no, he's not pretty much out of the league, isn't he? I mean, honestly. He's a backup in the league right yeah, now, for now. Honest, I mean, really, is he, though? How bad do you have to be to be on the... No, I'm not yeah, reading that. I said that. I can't. Oh, did you already read I it? I said that. Did yeah. you say it out loud? Yes, he did. I said how crappy, yeah, to be on the list with a dead guy, yeah. I like how Lance is editing himself and his partner has already flown through it. <laughs> I was... You're, you're, you're filtering that one. I was like, ah, that's easy. That's yeah, nothing, I was like, nothing ooh, to that one. I don't know if I want to say that out loud. John. Hey, uh, oh, Art, how about this? Art says, hey, JG, any of your rich friends get arrested today? Uh, okay, how about this? Uh, committed any crimes today? How about the response by by Javier Loya's lawyer? We will talk about it on the other side. Actually, no, we'll talk Billy to Billy Lucci. Lucci. 
Oh, Billy Lucius next. Yes. Okay, we'll do that later then, Art. I'll, I'll, I'll refute you later, Art. How's that? Are you about to take up for Javier Loya? Right now, though. No, 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 no. But if I, I'm going to... Uh, his lawyer is taking up for guilty. His, that's right. It's absolutely. We right. all de- we all should have our opportunity. Uh, you know court. what? And you should have your opportunity with HR. If you have a if you're a problem like these guys here, and you know you get called in by Laura. Here's the deal: is you get an opportunity to defend yourself. You get an opportunity to talk. HRP is going to listen. HRP is you know what? They are the arm that is because you every business needs to have an HR department now. Period. Okay, because you can't handle problems on your own. You can't handle problems that are really, really building up in your in your office. If you don't handle them, then you've got a problem. You've got a real problem on your hands. And HRMP is here for you. The payroll part is just spectacular. Technically, they're. I mean, tactically, they're unbelievable. The technology is second to none. They're just fantastic at what they do. And then it's all about hey. Well, how much are we paying for this? How many employees do we have? Is this a customized plan for me? Are you cookie cutter? Does everybody get the same price? No. This is every single business is different. So every single business has a different plan and type of payroll procedure. So here's the deal is if you're not completely satisfied with your payroll company or your business is growing too too fast and you need help with your payroll and HR, hrp.net, 281-880-6525 or hrp.net. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Old friend of the show, Tex Ags, Billy Lucci, joining us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. He is uh, featured uh, prominently, prominently in the new Untold Johnny Manziel documentary. Luch, what's up? Nothing, nothing, Johnny. Miss you guys, and when Lance texted me, I was like, yeah. <laughs> they finally bumped Jimbo for me. <laughs> Don't worry, Jimbo stopped showing up at the end of the year. Yeah, Jimbo just said, I ain't going out with like, them yeah, guys no more. It's just not going to do that. <laughs> hey, I was happy that you were part of this because, you know, behind the scenes, you knew Johnny as well as anyone. I'm curious, did you feel – one of the things I thought that was missing from the documentary a little bit – was former players. I would have liked to have heard what a former player had to say about Johnny Manziel, whether it was, well, certainly with the Aggies, but maybe with Cleveland Browns too, but certainly an Aggie player or two. We know Johnny's ups and downs at Texas A&M. Um, what, did, what did his teammates think of him in year one and then year two? I'm talking about, you know, when he played his redshirt freshman year and then his last year as a redshirt sophomore. Oh, that's really interesting. Lance, I mean, he, Johnny, and, and the one guy I recommended to them, uh, you know, because you got to remember where they where they come in. I know Ryan, who's one of the producers, you know, he's a Boston guy. I think, the, the, you know, a couple of people at the top of, you know, Boston, particularly Ryan, who did it. So they watched it. He remembered Johnny as a player, but they watched it from really afar. Um, it's not like A&M just reaches out and says, hey, do this, 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 and this. And I don't think Johnny even said, hey, pick this person, this person, and this person from talking to Ryan. So they kind of came in and just figured it out as they went. So, they, you know, they asked me for some names, and I actually, you know, uh, Coach Sumlin wasn't going to be in it. And, no, you guys know Summy. You can see why he wouldn't have. 
he wouldn't have done that. So they broke out that beautiful footage of me from like 2012 interviewing him to get to get the summon quotes. But I recommended Cliff. I thought Cliff would do a good job, which he did. And uh, Mike Evans was the guy I said. Um, I think it was a little late in the game for them to grab Mike. But, I mean, John, look, Johnny was in Mike's wedding. Um, those players loved him. And the one story I always tell, just to give you a, an idea, and he's still really close with a lot of them. They, he was, uh, he was the ringleader. Like, I mean, just like he was, you know, he'd be in the, on, a, on a party scene or something like that. He was that way with a, with a football team too. Number one, we all watched him. So, you know, the guys believed he'd lead them to win and, and he was the best player on the field. But number two, but he's just like a dude's dude. You know, in whatever he's doing, whether it's at Kerrville, whether it's, you know, on a hunting trip, whether it's out, you know, in Vegas or whether it's on the football field, what he didn't do is go to a lot of workouts. So I just remember that summer before his second year, he had been gone probably on the autograph circuit. I know he was in Toronto for like two weeks. It was like their version of like the street carnival, big party week up there. He was up there. Uh, with Drake's group, group of friends, and that whole crew, um, and he gets back, and I was—I just happened to be there the day he got back. I had done an interview. I was over there about you know where the team was doing voluntary workouts, so I kind of watched. He shows up wearing just some you know pants and a t-shirt and tennis shoes. The whole team mobs him. This is a guy that's essentially missed the entire summer workouts, which you know how that goes in a locker room. Like most times, like, oh, you show up now? Like, yeah. they yeah. stop, they stop voluntary seven on seven. Everyone mobs him. The whole thing stops. They run over there. Next thing I know, he's out there, uh, you know, quarterback in one of the teams throwing passes to Mike and the guys in his, in his, uh, khaki skinny jeans and tennis shoes five minutes later. Yeah. So, yeah, they loved him, and the, the thing nobody knows about is I just remember the first time I went up there to a game in Cleveland and uh, got to his house, and he's big buddies with you know Joe Hayden and and uh, trying to think who the other oh you know Josh Gordon you know obviously that Ooh, you yeah. say that name and you're like that's trouble, but I mean those are two of their three best players at the time. And you hear him on Joe Thomas's podcast. It doesn't sound like Joe Thomas hated him. Uh, it was just, you know, Josh McCown, you interview Josh about him, see what he thinks. So he was a good teammate. The guy he sabotaged most was himself. And maybe that would have been different had he started for the Browns and then, you know, done all that and just completely, you know, derailed everybody's season. But I think because he was so young and everybody knew from the jump he wasn't ready to play, maybe it didn't affect you know, there, there wasn't that animosity there that you would expect. Yeah. Billy Lucci with us here, TexAgs.com. Yeah, they went back to you. I think they were talking about the Alabama game. They did showed a clip of you. You were a lot bigger then, which is just proof uh, that you weren't running around doing blow with Johnny at that time. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was about to say, here comes eight now, yeah. Bernardo. Again, no, it's, yeah. Thank you. John, no, I'm just saying. I, mean, I'm t- I read that. that. Was... I read that on uh, the various message boards. Oh, when I lost, I lost weight and I got too skinny. But I was just in like the best 
shape I'd ever been in. And um, I'm reading on the message board, man, all that years of doing blow is really taking a toll. I'm like, I'm the last person. Anybody that knows me would just crack up at that. And, and I have to read that every I'm like, Don't oh, worry, John's first. backhand's compliment no, was coming. Was Don't worry. Compliment. You, it was obviously I know you're obvious. not doing blow. <laughs> it was obvious you weren't doing blow back then. You was big then. So I could have looked like I was like smoking a lot of weed or something, like just the munchies every night. Uh so it was a pretty. I thought I thought it was pretty. It didn't tell. You know a lot more stories. I mean, there are a lot of stories. Yeah. You mentioned Summy. I've talked to Summy about a lot of this stuff. Cliff and Jake. I mean, they've got yep. so many stories about you. But poor I thought. Jake. But I thought. It, <laughs> poor, I know, yeah, poor I've got Jim. one that. Makes, yeah. Hey, before I've got one that makes me just go, poor Jake. Yeah. But anyway, no, me too. It, but 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 I thought it was pretty. I thought it was. It told the story pretty. And Johnny was pretty uh, honest about his, the problems that he had. At the oh, time. He's very honest. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he, you know, he called me multiple times before this came out. Um, he came up from Houston one night, and I knew he just wanted to talk about it because his concern was like he wanted to do the balancing act of telling the real story and making it good. But not, I think he believes, his, you know, Johnny loves A&M. And people sometimes forget that. he, You know, and, and if you get him talking about Coach Sumlin, he doesn't sit there and trash Coach Sumlin at all. He yeah. told me one time, he's like, I don't, couldn't imagine what I put Coach Sumlin through. He said, imagine being a head football coach and walking into a, a, a a club in Miami after the ESPYs and looking over and your star quarterback is in the booth with Rick Ross and and every rapper you know in the country, and that's your freshman quarterback, mm-hmm. and he's thirty feet away from you. He's like, could you? He's like, could you even imagine? And uh, so he he just wanted to do it right by A and M. I think he thinks you know ultimately he's an Aggie, and when he when 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 the time is right. He wants to be able to, you know, in some capacity. And he's already talked to Ross Bjork and some people here, like in whatever capacity to come back and just kind of help the cause and use his notoriety to do that. You yeah. guys know that happens everywhere with some of these biggest of name people. And he wants to do that one day and be a part of A&M. So he, he was nervous because, like, but you also have to tell the truth and you have to, that that documentary has to hit harder while do it. Um, but I talked to him last night, and he's he called me just really. He had been waiting for me to watch it, and called me really positive. But he was just like, man, he just feels like this is uh, the story's been told. And he was like, it was legendary stuff, and now I can you know kind of officially close that. Not that he you know, look, we know better than think he's not going to keep having fun or doing, you know, being social and all that. But just, he said, I wanted to tell that story and kind of close that that chapter. And he's like, no one can ever take it away. It's legendary no, stuff. No, it but was. And it changed. It felt good to get it out. It changed the perception of A&M. Like, I thought you guys did a really, I thought the documentary did a really good job of capturing, you know, how A&M at the time, I remember this being a big talking point for me is I was happy A&M broke away from Texas. I thought they deserved that. And then <clears throat> for everyone who said they were going to get smashed in the very first year out of the box, the performances like that, what Johnny did with 
I'm a Southwest Conference kid, so watching yeah. you know what he did for the facilities and the money, there's no question about that. You got the college Johnny, you got the pro Johnny. They're two totally separate things. Something that does concern me a little bit right now is, you know, the fact that he's never made amends with uh, Uncle Nate, who at the time we knew he was the goofball, but I didn't know he was the the willing fall guy for Johnny. The yeah. fact that they've never talked to him was a little bit surprising, but also. You know, I do worry when his sister at the end said Johnny's still not ready to really do anything. He's not where he needs to be in it. And I just, I felt, I felt kind of worried for the guy that he's, you know, yeah. you feel like there's still some steps that he needs to take in his life to get where he needs to, to get. And I just wonder if that's going to happen. Yep. I, I do too. And you're right. You're, you're dead on Lance and Mary obviously is too, but he, what I look at, with, with Johnny is how far he's come in like the last five years with all that. And it's, it's, if you just dropped him off five years ago and put him today, I would have said, there's no way he'd be here. Um, so he just needs to keep, I, I think keep going. He's got some good friends, you know, that care about him out in, you know, Scottsdale and he, you know, he's reconnected with his dad. I've had dinner with him, his sister, and his mom, uh, I guess it was last fall. Um, I think the family thing's good, which is very, it's incredibly important to him. I think the A&M relationship is good, and I think that's something that was really on his mind with this. And it was on a lot of Aggies' minds, too, because they're like, gosh, we don't know anything about Johnny and, and what, you know, what's this, how's this going to reflect? And I think he was really, like, just relieved after he saw it, and that was kind of what he wanted to hear my take on. And I told him, man, listen, a couple days ago, I said, I talked to him. Ross Bjork called me on Saturday and just said, I thought the documentary was great. He's like, it was one of the best ones. And that, that he was like, that's all I wanted to hear. Didn't you know, that? like he, he, that's what that concerned him. Those are the things he really cares about. And I think it's been, it's been weighing on him. And I think a big step towards doing what you said, Lance, and getting mentally to where he wants to be was to get this story out there and it not blow up his relationships in his life. And on a side note, I actually got a call from Uncle Nate yesterday. I hadn't heard from him in, in years, not for any reason, just because, you know, I knew him through Johnny. Um, and he, you know, he said they've been communicating since filming the doc. So that kind of yeah. opened up the line of communication between them. So that was good to hear. Weren't you worried? Because you said, I mean, and you got a relationship with Johnny, and you were just telling the truth. But before you, uh, did you talk to Johnny and say, listen, I'm going to tell the truth, but, you know, we're going to still be boys, right? It, 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 you, you, were, you were brutally honest in a lot of things. Yeah, you know what? I, it's just like you two guys, right? Or if y'all were doing something with Yanni or, you know, like Chet, you, you, you know people that well. I, I'm, to, this is a thousand percent honest. They asked me to do the documentary on, on a, Saturday at the game, I guess they saw me give his induction video, not speech, but video for that Hall of Fame Friday night. They asked me Saturday during the game. They said, we could fly you out to L.A., and I said, sure. And then on Sunday they called and said, hey, since we're here, can we maybe just come by your office Monday morning? And I was like, oh, gosh, you know, because I was worried about my hair, John. You know, I had got the weight thing under control, and I was worried about my hair So because I couldn't wear a hat. So I was like, yeah. Well, so they get I'd be me worried about it, too. Morning. Big I wavy hair. Told- He's got big wavy hair. You gotta, you, if you need Doc Linville, who can help you out on that deal? But 
But well, he's got the hair. He's good volume, with that. But no, nobody, nobody, uh, Johnny never, b- before I did it, we didn't talk. So he didn't tell them about me. They saw me do that, that speak during that video and probably said that well, we need him to talk. And then, uh, they didn't I'm know sure you Johnny, guys were that tight. Well, they knew I gave his induction speech, and they came up to me when, at halftime when he and I were sitting on the bench, you know, during halftime, just sitting there with a couple of his former. Well, Mike Evans was sitting there, and another former team. We were just all sitting there talking, um, so they knew we were tight. But I don't think they knew. I'm sure they asked whether it was him or his dad or somebody. But Johnny and I didn't talk about me being on the dock because he left the next day on Sunday. I did it on Monday. There were people around Sunday when we had lunch. I didn't want to bring it up, make them think that they weren't going to be in it or whatever. And uh, so he left town. We didn't talk for a couple weeks, just like normal. And I don't even know when it was that. I feel like we were all hanging out one time, and somebody said something about the documentary. He's like, I don't know. He's like, Lucci's in it. And I was just sitting there, and I said, no. It It just never even came up. He didn't ask me to say or not say anything, and when you know somebody well enough, I knew, like, I knew how he was going to be in the documentary, so I knew, like, you know, there's, we'll tell some stories here, yeah. and be be honest about it. I, I, Johnny wants people to know, like, kind of the truth about what he was going through then, and, and probably even more so the Cleveland stuff. I mean, if, if he could have had another hour to do it, he probably would have gone even deeper into that yep yeah i thought well, yeah. i thought it didn't yeah. go that deep and i i thought there was i felt like the documentary could have gone 20 more minutes easily easily yeah there was a, yeah. There were a lot more stories out there hey we got to break it here luch we appreciate it man thanks for joining us uh old, old good friend of the show come to town and we'll uh we'll do it in studio yeah let's do it and do that and go eat or something all right pal there's Billy Lucci with Bye. us right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 untold Johnny football time to talk. Well, see, we're talking about his hair. We're talking about Doc Linville, and this is the perfect time to talk about not now. Billy Lucci doesn't need Doc Linville. He's got long wavy hair that, you know, you're like, Hey dude, maybe you want to, you might want to cut it or something, but he, he doesn't need Doc Linville per se, because he doesn't need more hair. If you need more hair, if your hair is falling out, if you've got a bald spot, if you're receding hairline, you don't want to have five head, you want to have a forehead, then Doc Linville is here for you. And this is this is every single day he's helping guys in the city of Houston. He's one of the biggest. He, he's been doing this, I don't know, it's maybe four or five years now, and he's one of the biggest in the city. And because there's a reason, because the neo-grafting is awesome, and he's honest and upfront about you. He ain't in this just to make money. He is in this to help you grow hair because he might suggest to you that you need the PRP and not the neo-grafting. PRP is a lot cheaper. It's just taking your blood, mixing it up, re-injecting it, and stimulating growth. That doesn't cost a lot of money, and Doc Linville is fine with that. He is going to tell you. He's going to be square with you. When you go to 975hair.com, you're going to get a free consultation, and you're going to find out exactly what you need to do. Go there now. 975hair.com. That's 975hair.com. ESPN 975.com. What did we say to you? And if I said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it, but I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too.
You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So, thanks to Billy Lucci. Watch if you haven't seen it. Go, go watch. I don't know that we, I don't know we gave away way too much or whatever. If you haven't seen the documentary yet, uh, Untold with Johnny Manziel or Johnny Football, it's uh, it's good stuff. It's still uh, it's very good stuff. This is a statement. Aaron Wilson had this statement for Andrew from Andrew Same, the attorney for Texans minority owner Javier Loya, who has pleaded not guilty to rape and sexual assault charges in Kentucky. Enrique Javier Loya absolutely denies the criminal claims against him. The allegations were made in May 2022. It took the Commonwealth more than a year to indict. Mr. Loya made the highly unusual offer to sit down with law enforcement and answer any and all questions. That offer was rejected, and Mr. Loya was indicted with no notice whatsoever. He was not ever informed that any grand jury was considering his case. Finally, there seemed to be possible racial overtones to the allegations with at least one complaint of an assault by a group of Mexicans. Mr. Loya will continue to work through the legal process and looks forward to clearing his name. We said it, I talked about it yesterday. Regardless, innocent, guilty, innocent, whatever the case may be, he's probably not going to be continuing his association with the Houston Texans. There's going to probably just the allegations themselves are, are going to be very difficult for the McNair family to have any uh, ongoing relationship with him. Just, just the, just the uh, accusations. They may be totally false, may be totally false, and he deserves his day in court. So let's, let's give Javier Loya at least the benefit of the doubt of having his day in court and letting him clear his name. If he doesn't, you know, then he des- if he did this, then he deserves whatever, whatever the case may be. I am anti-rape. I just want you to know that. Okay, yeah, I figured. Yes, I'm going. To, I'm going to go out. I want to make this perfectly clear. I'm anti-rape. So I'm hoping that uh, who a guy who I know did not do this. He's got one count of rape against him, five uh, sexual assaults, and then a, a third degree sexual assault. So I'm hoping that it wasn't the case. I'm hoping it wasn't the case because I don't want my friend to rape anyone, right? Yeah, or yeah. someone to have gone through that. Right, right, exactly. That too. Those two, those two things, yeah. yes. Um, and he deserves his day in court. Yeah, this is more of a, a thought exercise for me. Like it, that, if this could, if you wanted to just get rid of somebody, this this is why I have a problem with. Getting rid of him as a minority owner. If he's if he's guilty, he should face the consequences everyone else. Yes. Has. Um, if he's not, then I don't think he should face any consequences. You can't unless there is some type of evidence that that says, yeah, there's some something really bad likely happened. You know, unless you have something like that. And I don't know all the I don't know all the details. I just know if somebody were to be charged with something that ended up being false, they shouldn't lose what they have. Their standing, they shouldn't lose their position in this area or that area if there's if there's nothing that backs it up you know what i mean you you shouldn't or then just an accusation can somebody could hurl an accusation and get you you know they can get you if their whole idea is hey i can and i'm not saying this is the case here i'm just this is a very general i'm just looking at this in a very general sense if you're found to have not deshaun watson didn't have he didn't have criminal penalties he's back in the league um 
if you don't have, if they don't find you, but you may be right. I'm not saying you're not right. There is a chance. Now they may look at it as, and I don't even know if Javier Loya is married or I don't know any of this stuff. You know, I don't have any details about any of this. If there's information that the McNairs get that make them feel uncomfortable, yeah, you're probably right. They'd probably like for him to divest. If it turns out that he's not guilty or they find that these there's this is without merit, nothing should happen to him. No. He should be able to keep his minority stake. Yeah, no, yeah, but I, it's going, again, just the the accusations are 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 pretty damning uh if there was any sexual relationship at all with the the this female who is unidentified don't know but if there was any i mean he's a married man with children here in the city of houston it's it the whole thing is just i mean if it, if there was no contact whatsoever and he and you know but even still even if he doesn't if he if there was consensual sex, then that still is damning for the organization to be associated with him because he's a married man, and you know that. that, that and then accused of of rape and going through a trial or whatever he's going. It to may be enough for him. them to look. He'll cash out and make a ton of money. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. He should get I mean, whatever. So his it's not like he worth. might. Yeah. He might want to just. Yeah get out they may be asking him to get out now i don't know the case but that's probably what is happening behind I don't know the case scenes. but there's his statement there's a statement there's his statement from and, his and hopefully hope I, I, mean, I hope she didn't get raped and i hope that he didn't do it both both things can be true both things uh so i'm hoping that 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 never happened what did happen oh we'll do it on the other side but i i don't we got to talk about this espn thing that's going on with gambling We'll ESPN, do that on the other Gambling side. and Eric Bieniemy stuff. Eric Bieniemy as well. That was weird to hear about yesterday. We'll do it on the other side right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Advertise your business for 25 cents a day on selflist.com.